watch all six seasons to prepare a game? No. <laughs> this is going to be one of those casts where I'm mostly asking questions. <laughs> what is... Who is us? Hey, this is us. This is they? <laughs> Why does the story have to end? Can it be one of those series that... Those perennial series that... Uh, like Downton Abbey or something? It just runs. Or what's... The one I'm thinking of... Downtown Abbey? <laughs> Days of Our Lives? I'm oh, yeah, Days of Our Lives. Something that just like, goes for 50 years. ER? Yeah. So the Simpsons? Yeah, I mean, ironically, the way that they ended the show, they could just go out like with a different family and just mm-hmm. do keep doing more because it's that kind of show. Gabe. <laughs> Steven. Ask me. Ask me things. How are you today? Nope. <laughs> okay. I'm all right. Well, we're back. It's the TCP. Yeah, Steven, welcome. we have... A guest in the studio with us today. Who is it? It's Anna. Hi. Hello. You were with us last, I think. For Hamilton. Hamilton wow. was like yeah, Hamilton. Hamilton. Was the last one. It's almost like you moved away for a while. <laughs> <laughs> for about a year and a half of episodes. <laughs> Has it only been those two? Yeah, just two those two. Two? Are yeah. you sure? Mm-hmm. Well, we love having you on. Back due to popular demand. You have... <laughs> Gabe the fans was, are Gabe was demanding. <laughs> They're begging. The fan. The it's fan always fun. Was asking. I've said it before, but it's always fun to have a third person here so we can kind of balance our <laughs> our yeah. crazy opinions out. Yeah. And today we're talking about something near and dear to my heart. And I I don't know if it's near and dear to you. Yeah, guys. it's pretty near. Pretty dear. Yeah. Um, for reasons that I'll explain in a second. But we're talking about This Is Us, season six, and a little bit of the show in its entirety <laughs> it's near and dear to me because i said this last time because we, we did a, a season five episode where gabe hasn't watched a show you have watched it i have we waited to do this episode for you to finish because i like needed someone to talk about it with because <laughs> gabe refuses to watch it i hate this show he called it conversations with friends <laughs> Yeah, it, it all blends together. It's all the same to Gabe. <laughs> it's a soapy, maybe not so soapy. It's just well, a dr- it's pretty soapy, family drama, family melodrama. That's always been like the thing about this show. People always like compare it to like a soap opera or something. And I'm like, I guess, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we can talk about this later, but I would say plot wise, it can be vi- kind of yes, soapy, but yes, writing wise, yes. it's just very quality. That's a great point. Yeah. And like, okay, with that being said, <laughs> It really hits me, like strikes me right to the core of like what it means to be human and hits me in the heart. And I end up either almost crying or crying in every episode, (laughs) sometimes like a lot, sometimes a little bit less. But um, and season six did not relent in that regard as far as it kept its quality throughout the whole thing. The writing was consistent. And I think I said this to you when I was talking before, but it felt like the last season of Mad Men to me, where almost every episode of the last season of Mad Men could have been a finale episode. There was like no like finale to this season. It felt like every episode could have been where they ended it. And there was a little bit more closure as time went on, but when it got to the finale episode, and this is full spoilers, by the way, you're here. (laughs) Hopefully if you listening to this, you care a little bit about this show. But the last episode was almost like an epilogue, as if they had ended it before. But anyway, yeah. So that's what it means to me. What does it mean to you? Um, well, I started watching the show with my mom. I think that 
most of the first season had come out and I was home from college and uh, we like binged the show in like a weekend. And then every time I would come home from break or be up there for a holiday, we would catch up and binge the whole show. Um, So yeah, for me, it's very special just because I watched it with my mom and uh, it was always kind of a bonding thing we did commenting on the show we would have to avoid spoilers always (laughs) um between uh viewings because we would be going a really long time between watching and so yeah that's it'll always be special to me for that reason but i think like what steven was saying yeah it's just a really it's very character driven and so you really Mm -hmm. get to know the characters throughout and are invested in their stories and it is really like the last episode is just about enjoying the simple moments with your family and how we're all kind of waiting for the big moments but really the little moments are what makes up your life and it's important to really appreciate those as they come and um i think the show did a really good job of showing that throughout and just like how i think it ends with like a rainy day yeah. And they're all at home, like a the whole family at home together. Saturday, yeah. yeah, and just like when you look back on your life, that's going to be like the moments you appreciate is just the time that you spent with your family. Yeah, that's really well said. I I don't think I could have said it better <laughs> myself. I I did plan on saying something similar to that at some point, but I probably would have yeah. forgotten. But no, what you said is completely true. I mean, throughout the whole show, it it focuses on these little tiny little tiny moments like these little precious moments of just like what most people would think are just nothing like Mm -hmm. a normal Saturday afternoon watching movies at home while it's raining like you said so that when you get older maybe like you would reflect on that time with your family Mm -hmm. and your kids just doing something so uh, minuscule you know in comparison to like the the grander moments of life like the big the big pillar moments like you know marriage you know kids yeah like all that stuff and so or birth of your kids you Mm -hmm. know when you're you know kids first day of school like think like things like that that just are these big pillar moments in life like I think you're right I mean it does come down I think that the show and the writers and what's the guy's name that Dan Fogelman yeah yeah, Dan Fogelman And they're his team of writers because it's it's a team of people that that have made the show so great have really focused on those little tiny moments over and over and over again throughout the entirety of the show as really kind of the heartbeat of of what drives this show forward as if it's like a consistent message you know make sure you're appreciating every day because mm-hmm. you don't you never know it really played a lot off of like life and death and like there's a lot of death in this show and a lot of ending of of things as, that seem kind of like monumental for the characters as if their their world was ending and in those darkest moments they're always reminded of like some sort of light at the end of the tunnel and and that's what the show kind of is about, which I guess I sound like saying it out loud now, it sounds soapy like you were yeah. saying, but like it, it's not, I'm like, it's not soapy when you're watching it. If you, if you can have that suspension of disbelief and, and invest a little bit into these characters. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, well, two things. One, I would say it's also very much about the different generations of your family because mm-hmm. the show, it, Mandy Moore and Milo Ventimiglia are the um, kind of mom and dad of the three main characters and so it flashes back Mm -hmm. from the three characters Sterling K. Brown, 
Chrissy Metz and Justin Hartley as adults, and then it will flash back and show them as kids. And then sometimes it'll go back and show Milo Ventimiglia and Mandy Moore as kids, mm-hmm. and then it will go into the future and show the future. So it's very mm-hmm. much about like how... Grandchildren. Yeah, so. grandchildren. It, it will go back and show how the different generations of your family have affected you, the different yeah. stories, the different parallels. Um, so it'll be like... Um, the kids going to their first day of school and it will be all through the different generations and kind of parallel Mm -hmm. the things that you learn from your parents, the things that are not as good that you inherit from your parents and just kind of that. So it's just always been interesting comparing that to and thinking about your own family and appreciating and reflecting (laughs) on things from your own life of like, oh yeah, like I, uh, maybe I'll ask my mom about like what (laughs) (laughs) my first day of school was like or things like that. Um, And then, like, as we're sitting here talking to Gay, who has not watched the show, I was just thinking, like, the things that I remember from the show can be very soapy sometimes. Like, they have, I think, twice pulled the plot line of someone you think is dead not actually being dead. What? Where you're like, like... Uncle Nicky. Okay, that <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 Uncle Nicky. That stuff actually happens, though. Yeah. In real life. Like, my Allie's mom mm-hmm. found out just last year that she had two brothers wow <laughs> she didn't know about mm-hmm. it's it actually happens yeah it does but the, when you're thinking yeah like when i'm watching the show i'm like oh my god okay like uncle nicky yeah. is alive yeah. or yeah. like randall's mom didn't die when you thought she died <laughs> it's like okay oh i but, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah but then when when you watch it it's super engaging yes, and yeah. well written and yeah. they always pull it off so i would kind of like roll my eyes sometimes and i'd be like really like this is happening now but then i'd be like you know they pulled it off and they yeah. wrote it really well so i can't really yeah be mad at it one thing i always a part of that suspension of disbelief that i was talking about which is like what you were just saying like you you kind of just have to accept it and move on like i have to remind myself sometimes that like i come from a very stable home and so and I know a lot of people who come from more broken homes or more like dysfunctional homes, they have much more of a grander story of like, yeah. And then I randomly had like a, my mom was still alive or something like, and th- that stuff happens a lot. And I just like, I, I, I'm thankful at the, that I didn't have to, you know, experience that, but I do know that that stuff exists, but it hasn't happened to me. Yeah. So like <laughs> it does, it does especially feel cause it, it does get a little redundant throughout the show. Um, because they do pull deep. It's like, I, I think one of the ways they wrote this show was well, they sat around the writer's room and they all talked about like their most dramatic or like drastic life experiences mm-hmm. or like things that they've heard other people have, like their most insane moments. So the whole show is just filled up with like the most insane yeah. things <laughs> you could think of. But I wonder how many of them are actually true versus like they were just, you know, coming up with a fictional plot line. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think they did a good job, though, balancing the more everyday stuff with those really dramatic moments. And that's why it was able to probably not totally feel like it ever jumped the shark. Where That's a good point. Yeah, where like if those had just happened every single episode, Mm -hmm. it would have gotten a little bit old and tired. Um, But they did. I think they did a good job balancing the more dramatic stuff with more of just like the everyday things mm-hmm. that we all go through. Mm-hmm. For a show done in that style that runs for six seasons, did it ever feel like it was formulaic or it was becoming repetitive in, it, in what it was trying to do? It, I kind mean, it, the of? whole show is kind of like it has a formula for sure. Yeah. But 
you're you're invested in the lives of the characters because it's hard to say for a show like that that there's like a, some kind of grand overarching plot right or like a a, a greatly different end destination yeah. than what where it started mm-hmm. yeah i do think i'm glad that they ended it when they did because i think it could have been like a modern family type of situation where they maybe overstayed their welcome a little bit and people got kind of tired of it but i think It also feels like the end was very intentional. Like I was reading that they filmed the end during season four. So they always knew that the last episode was going to be this. And during... Wait, the last episode? Yeah, where the kids were that certain age. Because those kids are a lot older now. Whoa, my mind is exploding. Yeah, so those kids are like teenagers now. So they filmed that episode while the kids were still in that age range. And they just never showed it or like yeah use the footage yeah what? um That's so wild and then around season two or three i think they started introducing manny moore's character gets alzheimer's um and so they started introducing that idea during season two or three yeah. Huge so by the point. time that yeah. this season started rolling around it felt like the end yeah in a it was very um fulfilling i think to see yeah and it was the end of season four i think where they teased like the the toby phone call and they're like it's time and yeah. he has to show up and- yeah they kind of started i was looking i read every single episode description on wikipedia because before this because i was like i don't remember <laughs> everything that happened yeah, yeah. in 2016 right. when i first watched the show um yeah. and that's one of the kind of special things too i think is that it is not streaming it's week to week still mm-hmm. so like you would kind of be like wait what happened last week like it has been a while um yeah but Yeah, I think, um, yeah, by the end, like, they had been teasing bits for a while, and so it wouldn't have really worked if they would have just kept going for, like, a million more seasons. It just would have, I think it would have felt very redundant, but they ended it when they should have, I think. Yeah. We should talk about this season. I'll do, we'll do, Mm -hmm. like, a recap, and you can jump in if you feel like I'm doing a terrible (laughs) Mm -hmm. job, but, okay, Basically, like you just said, Rebecca has Alzheimer's. Um, there's some stuff that happens in the few, the first like six episodes of the season. I can't really even remember what happens in the season. But there's this, there's this point where they, it's at Thanksgiving, and every Pearson Thanksgiving is like a big ordeal because some drama is going to go down. Every, like everyone, or all the people who like are married into the family are like, oh gosh, here we go again. <laughs> but so Rebecca at some point sits her three kids down jack has been dead for what like i mean 20 plus 20 plus years she's remarried to who is milo ventimiglia is jack yeah yeah, who used to be his best friend miguel and is now her new husband but she sits down her three kids while she's still kind of with it and says like don't let my disease stop you from trying hard things and and reaching for the stars and she says like making the big move make the big moves yeah Yeah, so so each of the kids kind of take that and that kind of sets the tone for the what happens for the rest of the season and so there's three kids and they're they're called the big three it's it's a whole thing don't judge me for saying that but like (laughs) it's a whole thing kate kevin and randall kate it has been married to a man named toby up to this point and for whatever reason, they go through a lot of fighting and he had to move away to get a job. So he was like, had this really big commute of going from LA to San Francisco, like every week. 
And uh, he decided not to give up the job, and she decided to stay in L.A. And so after a lot of counseling, I think it was like years of therapy. Yeah, that's something they started doing in this season is they started flashing forward a lot more. So they would, for most of the season, the characters were kind of on a fixed timeline in the present. But for this season, they started flashing forward. So yeah, they showed in one episode the like whole timeline of Toby and Kate's relationship. Yes, in one episode. Yeah. That's the most important thing because they they break up this relationship that you've known throughout the whole show. Yeah, I think like the first episode was like them meeting, like the first or second episode they meet. And so you've watched them meet, start dating, get married, have two kids, and then in the season finale of season five, you learn that Kate's getting remarried and you're like, what? And And then in one episode, they break up the couple. (laughs) And they introduce that person, like the person she gets remarried to basically. Well, they introduced him a little bit earlier, but you don't really know him and you don't like him because you're like, like, Kate and Toby should be together. It It felt really strange at the time. And then they try to make you fall in love with that character. Anyway. So her whole thing is that she gets divorced to Toby and then, remarried and then the ramifications of how that affects their kids they go into the distant future when uh, their son who's named after their dad Jack he's a blind kid who grows up to be a musician um, and then he's married and how that affects him and then Rebecca appoints Kate to be the person in charge of the decisions that are made for when when her health goes south and Randall has a hard time with that because Randall's always been really defensive of his mom and and has kind of stepped in and like been the adult, but I mean young, but like the the person that's made all the hard decisions in the family since his dad died, since Jack died. He's played by Sterling K. Brown, and the character was adopted. He's a fan fave. Yeah. Oh sure. my gosh. Yeah. I'm. His. I mean, his career is just blown up because yeah. of that show. I'm sad that I won't be able to see like Sterling K. Brown act every week because he's just so talented I, I and like nobody like is a better tearjerker than Sterling K. Brown. Like, he just is so good at crying. He, he was the first, I think... Uh, he is so good at crying. Yeah. He was the first, I think, black man to win the um, uh, Emmy for Best Actor in a Dramatic Series. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. Or in, like, something like that. It was crazy. I did rewatch his speech because I was looking at clips for this, and that, that came up, and Which he was just so funny. For the, his Emmy oh, speech. Oh, for the Emmy speech. Yeah, they cut him off, but he was he's just so funny. Um, and He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. He was in that, like, random uh, Lonely Island Netflix thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, he, play, he did the voice of um, Sia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. when Sia was singing, he was playing her because she couldn't be there on set that day, so they got Sterling K. Brown to do it. Did but, you ever see Waves on him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Waves is crazy. <laughs> Sterling K. Brown is a force of nature. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so I'm bummed that I'm not going to be able to see him every week, but I am excited because I know he's going to keep doing cool stuff. Yeah. And, um, but his plot this season, he took that personally. He took that. He was offended by that. I think season five focused pretty heavily on his character. Yeah, definitely. And this season focused a lot more on Kate, which was good because I felt like she kind of always got the short end of the stick Mm -hmm. and they also focus a little bit on kevin rounding out kind of his character toward the end but but sterling k brown had a couple moments with his oldest daughter who was an uh, also an adopted daughter because he was adopted as well but they adopted her as like a teenager they adopted her as like a yeah 13 yeah and her relationship with a guy named malik that was a really cool episode Mm -hmm. but but it was like him traveling to go pick her up because she skipped 
town to to go uh, be with him. But he was a kind of personally hurt by Rebecca, his mom's you know, Manny Moore's choice to not put him in charge and put Kate in charge instead. And that was kind of his plot along with them sort of introducing the idea that he might become president one day Yeah, of the United States. Sterling. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. He's... Which makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I, would like, I would vote for him. For him. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Is he a politician? In the show? Yeah. Yes. He kind of started maybe like a few seasons ago. He started as a council, council member, member, I think. Member, yeah. um, and then in Philadelphia, and then in this season, they introduce that he's going to become a congressman. And then in the future, he kind of alludes, like, I'm going to go to Iowa and go to the state fair and go shake hands with some people. And they say, if they like you there, then you might have a shot of running for president. Wow. And they, they <laughs> kind of vaguely allude to it. But Rebecca also says, like, he's yeah. like, if I do this... I want to win, and I don't know how far this is going to go. And Rebecca says, I know how far it's going to go, kind of alluding, like, you're going to be president. And they also ham-fistedly had his his past, like, college version of himself yeah. tell a cop, I'm going to be president one day. Mm-hmm. And Which was, like, the first time they introduced that plot. Yeah. It was a little bit strange. That was the only thing that was, like, a little bit, like, okay, like, I guess, sure, he can be president. But it was a little bit, like, yeah, it's been, like, very believable i think up to that point and then it's like okay well okay he's gonna be president sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we never knew that that was like a motivation behind the character yeah we've always just known that he has had anxiety issues and yeah. like he puts a lot of pressure on himself to be perfect and but that also plays into why he would actually you know be the moral capable choice to actually be a president in the united states and then then there's like a future plot line with Deja being a lot older and she's pregnant for the first time. Mm-hmm. Was she pregnant with Malik's kid? Does yeah, that... yeah, yeah. So they got back together. Yeah, they got back together, but I don't think they were married, but it's clear that he's committed yeah. and that they're okay. going to be together. Did they yeah. show a, a future version of Malik? They did. They like. Are did at, he like... look like him? I yeah, I think so. That's another thing. The casting people on this show yeah. are incredible at casting Super. future and past versions of all of the characters. Super good. Like you see it and you're like, that is just an older version of that person. Like yeah. that's what that kid is going to look like. It's the closest thing I've seen like in an American show that like Dark did. Mm-hmm. That was a German production, right? Yeah. Where it was just like they did a great job mm-hmm. <laughs> casting. Um, and then Kevin is going through being a single, well, not a single father, but like having to split custody with his, his baby mama. <laughs> yeah. Madison, <laughs> Madison. And the difficulties of, of not being able to be with his twin kids every day. But he, uh, has this, a couple episodes. So after they deal with like all of Kate's stuff, he has a couple episodes, I think at Kate's wedding yeah, where he's like confronted by a couple different options of women and everyone's trying to figure out who he might be with. And One of them, of... it was like, he's not going to get with this bard or oh, this yeah, singer, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like the, the wedding singer. singer. Yeah. <laughs> but there's another woman there who he's had, like hooked up with a few times. And Was that What's-Her-Face from, yeah. from Once Upon a Time? Yeah. I was so glad they didn't choose that girl. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, so, but he ends up getting back together with like the person he was dating from high school. He, he actually got married to and then cheated on and, and they got divorced like 20 years ago. Probably yeah, they, it's point. like they're like 20 20 years old yeah, when they yeah. get married. Yeah, they got the married really yeah. young. Yeah. Like too young to get married. And then they have, she's been in the show since season one and you see her and they, 
they get back together at one point. It doesn't work out, but she's always kind of in the background. And she and got always, remarried to yeah, someone else. Yeah, she's remarried at one point. They're always kind of thinking about each other. Yeah. Um, they call occasionally, like he goes to her mom's funeral and they reunite, but mm-hmm. ultimately it's just never been the right time. They've both been in bad places. And they've alluded that Kevin would be like, like with a lot of there's so many women that kevin has gone through throughout the show and he's also dealt with a lot of his own journey has been like that of like privilege and narcissism and he's had addiction issues addiction vanity yeah he's he's dealt with like a lot of vanity and like kind of overcoming to be like a, a a whole wholesome kind like loving caring person because he's only really ever cared about himself. And, and like the whole show has been him trying to figure that out, which is to me, one of the most fascinating aspects of the show was watching Kevin's journey because it, it's like the most relatable for me being a white male <laughs> in America. Like his whole problem has been like, you know what a lot of white men deal with and, and to see him like come into his own and, and start making good decisions for his family and, being a good father, caring about the people around him and, and just like finally not putting himself first and actually being the man that is worthy of Sophie was like amazing to watch. And I was so happy to see him finally get there. And then he gets together with Sophie and I was like celebrating that episode. (laughs) And that was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, I was always a little like, I just knew that he was always going to get back together really? with Sophie. I was I was <laughs> fully bought in that Jennifer Morrison was going to be the person he was going to end up with cuz I was like but I just cuz they you know she was always around yeah. and she like they kept hooking up and I was yeah. like no. I really did like him with Madison so I was so a, did I. I was a little bum. It kind of felt like they broke him up for no reason with her yeah. just because they, the writers had to make him end up with Sophie. And I was always a little annoyed too. Like I felt like they had to hold Kevin's character back in this mm-hmm. kind of mm. like <laughs> place of not growing at all, just so that he could end up with Sophie. Yeah, but then when they did get together, I did like it. Like I was like, okay, it's cute. But yeah. I was always a little frustrated. I was like, okay, we get it. He's going to end up with Sophie. I want him to change and grow. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, now he's changing and growing, but it's because of Madison. But then I was kind of like, you know, you don't always have to change and grow for a person for a person yeah. and sometimes that's not healthy and sometimes and that was always kevin's yeah. problems he, he yeah. was always like relying like shifting himself into whatever position yeah. would be most yeah. convenient for the person he was with instead he, he of he was a codependent yeah definitely individual for sure and, yeah. I, and i think it's funny because like when they showed him being really young like as a kid he was always like just like a punk. Yeah, he was always kind of like, a brat. As, it, yeah. as if he he was like the independent one, being really bratty, and and he always really resented Randall too, just because he got yeah. certain attention from his parents because he was uh, adopted. And yeah, and I love the moments between like Rebecca and uh, Jack would always look at each other, and be like, like why is he such a dick? Yeah, <laughs> like why is our kid such? a I dick? I know because they'd always show Randall and Kate being like really cute, yeah. and then it would be like Kevin being kind of a jerk to but it's Randall. Su- it's such a real yeah. thing. Like it, it feels like one of those things where like, and I say this a lot with like other uh, parents. Uh, how, I think I'm the only one here that has kids, but like, you think? Um, <laughs> I know, I know that. I know. <laughs> but but like when I'm talking to other parents, it's like some kids are just like born with the personality that they have, and you you know you just try to do 
what you can. <laughs> yeah. And so to show that in this show, I just thought was so genius. Just yeah. Because it's so nuanced in the way that they they did it with just like a look oftentimes like mm-hmm. between Milo and, and uh, Mandy. But um, so, yeah, that's Kevin's journey. And then we got an episode on Miguel. Yeah. The Miguel episode was super emotional. Yeah. I think because, yeah, Miguel is Rebecca's second husband who was Jack's <laughs> best friend. And she remarried him after Jack died. And um, you're always kind of like, that's a little weird. Like, I don't know. And the the kids, too, are always kind of like, oh, like Miguel. Like, it's just hard for them to accept him because they knew him as their dad's friend. And it's a little weird. Um, It'd be like if you married Allie (laughs) if I died, Gabe. That'd be pretty weird. (laughs) Yeah. And then Gwen and Ada would have to be like, you're our dad. How did Jack die? (laughs) In a fire. Well, okay. That's also, it's very confusing. He died there was a smoke, fire smoke yeah yeah a uh he saved the a slow dog. a slow cooker sets off a, a spark in their house their house catches fire they all exit except for they're all their, fine they're yeah they're all fine they all make it out okay <laughs> their dog is still inside <laughs> jack goes back inside for the dog hero he gets the dog, exits. They all seem to be fine. They're at the hospital kind of like reflecting like, wow, that's crazy. What did we just go through? I'm so glad we're all okay. Uh, Rebecca leaves. Manny Moore leaves for a moment. Jack is alone. <laughs> he has a heart attack and dies. And Holy yeah, God. it was... Because of like the smoke and Yeah, I think right? it was related to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a very... His heart stops. Though. Yeah, it yeah. was a very dramatic episode. Um, but yeah, so the whole... Heart-wrenching. <laughs> the whole show, you're kind of like, okay, Miguel, and they, oh, he he had been married. Miguel had been married in the past and had two kids who he doesn't really get on with, and but you never really learn too much about his backstory. And then in this last season, he becomes a caretaker for Rebecca while she has Alzheimer's. But in one episode, you see his whole life backstory and then his health problems that come on. And then he actually ends up passing away before Rebecca does. Yeah, that was crazy to me. Yeah. I did not expect that. And it was a very emotional episode because it kind of reframes how you think about Miguel Miguel, in the whole story and see how much he loved Rebecca and how much he cared about her and how... He was second generation. Yeah, he was a Puerto Rican, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you learn more about his past. And it was just a very emotional, well-done episode, I thought, about a character. That's one thing about this is every character had like a moment and a backstory and you just felt like you knew them, um, where like even all of the spouses of the big three, they all got backstories and you learned more about them. And even people <laughs> like they had a few episodes where it was like, I don't know if this person needs a backstory. Like a few times they did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah where you sure. were like, does the doctor for Madison need a backstory or the inventor of the, the video iPhone yeah d- yeah they did like the inventor of video uh conferencing video like conferencing. does he need a backstory in this show Although but that ultimately was cool to see during yeah. the covid season yeah ultimately like you did really feel connected to the story because they did give everyone a pass and that really helped like i think all the audience like cared about miguel a lot by the end of the show sure 
Yeah. I always felt bad for him because everyone just shit on him the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. But now you get to see his struggle and and learning English. Yeah. And and trying to, the racism that he faced Mm -hmm. growing up and trying to get a job and marrying a white lady. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and I think too the last that last Miguel episode too shows how much uh, Rebecca loved Miguel yeah. too mm-hmm. because it did always kind of seem like was Miguel just like kind of watching always from the sidelines like can't wait for my turn <laughs> or but then to show like they waited for a while yeah how they actually ended they, up together they and moved away or something right yeah I or think Miguel moved yeah, away to Texas um, or yeah um to, so I think to show how their relationship started was very moving. They, they all grew up in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Beth had one episode, but it happened before the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, it happened. And that was she like, had a few episodes, yeah. But that was the, like one her kind of yeah. summarizing of her story. Yeah. It was like, because Beth is Randall's wife, who Sterling K. Brown's wife in the yeah. show. Yeah. Susan Kaleche Watson. She's so good. Yeah, she, she was really good. Yeah, I really liked her character. And she she's kind of been in the family for a long time, too. Like, she and Randall yeah. met in college. College. And so... Like freshman year of college. Yeah, so her character has always been kind of enmeshed in the family. And so she always makes comments. I never... I, I yeah. was always surprised that she stayed around. Yeah. She, she's, like, the one that has the most, like... Yeah, she'd always be like, the crazy Pearsons, like, have to, like, <laughs> cry again all together. She, she's who I imagine, like, the audience who doesn't watch the show... Yeah. Like she's like the voice of that audience who's like, why is why do people watch this? Yeah. Awesome? <laughs> no, but she had a whole story about being a dancer and, and getting back into dancing, and then she had this kind of summarizing summary episode for her. I think before the Thanksgiving, I think it was like episode six. Mm-hmm. Episode seven was the one where where Rebecca sat them all down at the Thanksgiving episode. Um, and then this other whole kind of dynamic is that Kevin's building a house or like a it's like a it's a, it's in the woods. It's not a cabin, but it's a house. Yeah, in they the woods. Ca- it's a house that's next to their old family yeah, cabin, yeah. but it's like a mansion. Yeah, like, it's a mansion yeah. where his mom, that their dad Jack, kind of designed because I think he worked in architecture. Yeah, I think he worked in construction, construction, but he had always wanted to build this house for uh, Rebecca and their family one day, but he died prematurely, and so Kevin is kind of realizing that vision for his mom, and he has the finances to do it because he's an actor. So he builds this house where she can kind of spend her days, and a lot of the last season kind of takes place there. Well, I would say the episode that people will probably remember the most is probably the penultimate episode, which is called The Train, I think. Where, the Train episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, where it's kind of, it's Rebecca's last days, and it's kind of an imagining of how that uh, limbo point yeah. of being about to die what that might be like um and it's done in this really inventive way that she's on a train and she's kind of having interactions as people walk into her room Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um in real life she's imagining them Mm -hmm. on this train and she's having experiences with them of saying goodbye yeah and ultimately she's going to reach the caboose um which is a whole other thing yeah her not being able to remember that at one point yeah. In the Alzheimer's debacle and yeah. the the word caboose and and so that became kind of a theme for like her Alzheimer's almost. Like she mm-hmm. was she was eventually trying to get back to that place. It's a memory that she had with her dad. 
a lot of layers. Yeah, it was a very inventive episode, though. Super. Yeah, I, I, I loved. It was beautiful. Like, yeah. It was. It was so beautiful. I mean, it 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 was like a physical depiction of what's happening to the soul as it enters into the next life or yeah. the afterlife or whatever you know mm-hmm. whatever happens next. Yeah. I never been dead, so I yeah. couldn't tell. You what happens. <laughs> Gabe, did, have, you, have you been dead? No. Yeah. <laughs> did Rebecca need closure with like each of her kids? Was she lacking that? So that was the thing I was going to bring up. Right before that episode, between mm-hmm. the Miguel episode and, and the Caboose right. episode, there's an episode where they meet to talk about what's going to happen next. And Kate. Oh, yeah, the is, family meeting episode. Yeah. And Kate has this moment where she kind of, I feel like, finally gets defined as a character as a person in the family because she's always kind of like cast to the wayside and her brothers are the people that make the decisions and all this stuff and um and but the brothers also have a rivalry that even in adulthood is pretty strong where they're competing and so it's kind of kate is always kind of like supporting them as they figure out what they need to do but in this episode she finally gets to say like okay this is what we're gonna do mom appointed me to be the person to figure this out and I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. It was the first time I ever felt like Kate was, and this happened again in the, in the three episodes before the, the ending of the show. Uh, it was the first time I ever felt that Kate was like, like complete. I don't know. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like she was finally whole. Like my mom and I would always be like, what is her job? Like for until like the last season, it was very unclear. Like she was singing, but not really regularly. And it was just very, we would, and Toby didn't really have a job either. So my mom and I'd be like, what is, how are they making money? (laughs) Um, Because everyone else said like, Kevin's an actor. Randall is a congressman. Like, but everybody like Kate and Toby, it was always kind of like, I mean, they live in LA. I don't really know what they're doing every day. She's pregnant. That's kind of, it was very unclear. And so in the final season, they definitely fleshed that out. She's now a teacher for uh, disabled students mm-hmm. and she teaches music to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's her new husband. We didn't even say that. Yeah. Her new husband is was like the the headmaster of that school or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Well, he's British. Yeah, he's, he's British. British. <laughs> Major headmaster energy. Major headmaster, Los Angeles disabled yeah. children teacher. And he has a whole thing, a whole backstory. I love seeing the dynamic between him and Sophie and Beth. Yeah. That was so, I'm so glad we got that. Yeah. Like, cause that, that episode, the family meeting episode, we got to see all of their spouses go off and just kind of like, be like what the hell is going on like they're mm-hmm. like you know just kind of discussing in their own way in their own from their own perspective of what's going on super cool yeah but yeah i thought that episode was really well done too in depicting how those conversations really do go yeah when um a family member is in need and kind of yes. being like i can't leave my whole life behind but yeah. i really want to be there for my family um Yep. And yeah, I don't know. Like my parents just moved to be closer to my grandparents. And so I really related to that episode of just. That's so wild. Yeah. But yeah, just being like someone at some point does need to step up and be there for their parents. I remember Um, when my grandma was getting on in her years, she ended up moving up to Seattle. She had always lived down here in Southern California, but moved up to Seattle to live with my aunt and it was like such a big life change for, I mean, she was like, like 80, 85 ish when she did that. 
So it was just like, it's so crazy, the things. And then, so she lived with my aunt, like in the mm-hmm. same house that had a room for her and stuff. And that's where she passed. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's, it's really relatable. It's like, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. I think this whole season did just do a really good job of showing how hard that time period is when a parent or a loved one is passing away and how hard it is and then how you kind of have to rebuild and Mm -hmm. think about how like oh my parents parents passed away and their parents parents like it's just kind of something that happens to all of us eventually and um Mm -hmm. i think they just did a really good job of showing like the last shot of the whole series is Jack looking at his kids and then Randall looking at his family and thinking about how there's going to be new joy in his life, even though he's just gone through this really difficult period. Um, And so it is like, oh, the cycle continues of up and down moments and joy and hardship. Yeah, Um, totally. And it's just a balance of those things always. Yeah, really well said. I I feel similarly. (laughs) I, and I've said this before, especially on the last time we talked about season five, but this show like makes me want to be a better person because of that. Like it's so real the way that it depicts those things, even though it, it like we were saying, like there is like the soap, you know, aspect to it, but it's so genuine and real and so heartfelt. It really makes you think about life in, in a more macro, but, but also like how we are microscopic, you know, sense that really puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, that's what I mean when I say it makes me want to be a better person, but it's a very special show. There's not a lot of things that have made me feel that way before. Yeah. Like even, even in really good movies, like I don't feel as inspired to like appreciate the little things in life, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's pretty unique to have a show that's just about like a family too Mm -hmm. and it's just them living their lives and it's not like like you mentioned mad men as a show that is very good and but that shows about like advertising business or yeah like breaking bad is like yeah it's like they have like bigger (laughs) plots going on yeah whereas this the whole plot is just like appreciate the little things in your life appreciate your family think about the generations that got you to where you are yeah to answer your question, did Rebecca need closure on the on the computer? Oh yeah, we never asked. <laughs> um, the reason I brought up Kate was because she was late, and so she was like waiting to like pass, waiting for Kate to show up into the room. Because even though she wasn't speaking, she was like in that transitional moment that happens a lot of times before people pass. They just kind of like are still breathing, but you know, in a liminal space. Like she like could sense that Kate wasn't in the room. And so Kevin and Randall were there, but they, they were waiting for Kate. So she was kind of going in, in this, this space, like this metaphysical space where she was saying goodbye and hello to people and also goodbye to other people as they would come into the room and out of the room and stuff. It was really interesting. Yeah. And they were showing the different generations of the kids in there too. So when she was saying goodbye to them, she was saying goodbye to all the different versions of them too, which was really interesting. Really interesting. And, oh yeah, I wanted to shout out to Ron Cephas Jones who played William and he was in the first season as Randall's birth father. Wasn't Um, he in the second season too? 
Yeah, he was in the. I can't when remember he, when, when he passed he away. Memphis, was it the Memphis episode? Yeah, or New Orleans? But I can't yeah, remember. he was like a really beloved character. I think he might have won an Emmy too, or been nominated, just because he was so good in the show. He was part of the reason I watched the show. In yeah, the season one. Yeah, it's just like. And um, so they brought him back for that episode too, and he was kind of the guide bringing Rebecca through all the stages of passing because he had passed away in the first or second season. Um, And so I was really glad to see him again too, because I really liked his character and thought he was excellent. Yeah. And then the the final thing is she finally gets to the caboose and, and it's essentially like her bedroom with Jack and she lays down on the bed with Jack and she says, hi. So to see them interact again too, as, as if like this, transcendent future that we like you know unbeknownst to to the reality in which we have been watching like it was so interesting to see and think about like a a new interaction with them yeah with those two characters instead of seeing all the stuff in the past yeah and it's kind of like titanic where they're both still like their young (laughs) selves their young beautiful selves (laughs) she's not like he's not like where he died and she's like where she died it's like they're both like pretty mandy Moore. <laughs> i've i've done a lot of deep diving into uh ndes near-death experiences and people that have had them usually say that when they encounter in that space when they encounter family members that they're always like them in their prime like mm-hmm. them in the best their versions hottest of themselves. Versions. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so like I've, I've heard it so frequently like everyone's like i saw grandma but she was like you know she really was a babe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that was a penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. My mom did say, she's like, I hope Miguel has a separate train where him and Rebecca are together forever. Because <laughs> she was like, it is kind of sad that like in Rebecca's, Miguel is just like on, in like front of her. It would have been but funny if she laid down the bed and both. it was both. <laughs> <laughs> both Miguel and Jack are like, hey, hey, Beck. So progressive. Yes. Yeah. She's like, yeah, hi. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so that was the penultimate episode, and that's kind of the episode that I feel like really was super emotional. Uh, that was like the finale episode. That felt like the finale, yeah. and then the last episode was kind of just a nice, yeah, like you were yeah. saying, an epilogue where yeah. they show Rebecca's funeral, but they don't show anything that the people said um, at her funeral, which I think was actually kind of nice. They just kind of did a, mo- a montage of them speaking. Okay. But then at the... At the funeral, Randall learns that Deja's pregnant. And so that is kind of a moment where you're like, oh, like the cycle. That's again, kind of like the cycle is going to keep going. I think he finds out in that episode, the gender. Oh, yeah, that it's a boy. I think he finds out in the previous episode or two. Yeah. The previous episode. That yeah, she's the pregnant. The one when she's about to die. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he finds out it's a boy and she says, I'm going to name it William after your birth father. And yeah. yeah, it's just kind of, again, like the generations yeah. will continue and yeah. that kid will learn about William and mm-hmm. learn about Jack and Rebecca. And yeah, it's just, it, it's well done. It's yeah. minted for a sequel yeah. series. Yes. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. This is us again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I said this in our, the last time you and I talked about this, even though you didn't care, um, was, care. was that I... <laughs> Like before this show, there was Parenthood. Did you ever watch that? I watched a little bit of Parenthood. I uh, didn't watch the whole thing. And I though. think it has a lot of the same creators or writers or something. Yeah, it's definitely similar. This is this was. I have to say, this was like Parenthood was even more soapy. This mm-hmm. is done in a more heartfelt way. This mm-hmm. show was done in a more heartfelt way. But 
I'm glad that we have this show. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I, I do see myself returning to it when I need to be reminded of the valuable things in life. You know, as I go forward, I, I, I it does also bring me anxiety because it forces me to confront the more difficult things about life. You know, and the ex- existential questions that we all have and and uh like i said it does like a lot of the themes are life and death and beauty and darkness and all that stuff so yeah it did kind of remind me of the thesis of everything everywhere all at mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. like where you're like what's the point of all this and <laughs> yeah true what <laughs> what's important um yeah where I think they they never got too existential about being like nothing matters. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they were making the argument of like you shouldn't sweat the small stuff and you should take every moment as it comes and yeah. appreciate your life yeah. while you are alive. Yep, Gabe, that's beautiful. <laughs> I did write down that quote that Jack says in the last episode, which I really like, where he says, "When you're young, you're always trying to be older, and when you get old." always trying to go back, be back. You're trying to appreciate the moments. That's what we're doing, is collecting these little moments. We don't recognize them when we're in them because we're too busy looking forward. Then we spend the rest of our lives looking back, trying to remember, trying to be back inside them. And I think that's also kind of one of the thesis of the show. (laughs) Of like, um, yeah, we do spend a lot of our lives thinking like, I can't wait to be older. Mm -hmm. And then we get older and we're like, this sucks. I want to be a kid again. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but yeah, ultimately what we're doing is like collecting little moments um, and just trying to remember everything while we still can. Yep. <laughs> Let that sit with you, <laughs> listener, as we play the hit song from this season, which was, I think Mandy Moore wrote this song based yeah. off of the th- the theme that played over the credits yeah that was really trippy because i didn't remember that at all that she had like saying that song for like a million episodes ago she's like saying that song and did she yeah i think that was the one that she played when she and jack went to la and she was trying to be a singer oh but yeah she it's like this song that you've heard the, in the credits a million times yeah. and then you're like oh wait yeah it's a song that it's, she it's sang. like a, a song that has like a solo violin or viola mm-hmm. or something in it it's just got this pretty melody and i think i think i might be wrong with this but i think manny moore took that melody and then wrote yeah kind of like words and her own melody too yeah and, and then she sang it at kate's second wedding yeah <laughs> in this season so here it is I don't know what it's called, but here it is. (laughs) (laughs) They say time will tell, but I think he likes to keep secrets. So we'll wait and see. Just as well, the years can be counted in seconds, and that's fine with me. Cause I get this moment with you forever now. It all hits me at once. 
Forever.